You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Giving the ball up to Hardaway. Luka with the rebound. Puts it up. And it's a foul. With 15 seconds, he's got a chance for his 50th point of the game and a chance to make it a three-point game. 9 of 13 on free throws tonight. 19 of 29 for the floor. There's his 50th point. He's got 50 points in two of the last three games. And that drew rim. It's still loose. Luka got it back. Sixty point, twenty rebound, triple double. Sixty points, twenty boards. Never, it never happened, baby. How's it feel right now? I'm tired as hell. <laughs> you can rest later. You're young. I need to recover your beer. Welcome on in, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, with you here on a Wednesday. Ton of get to NFL power rankings. Big, big thoughts on the Bulls after uh, we, we talked about some yesterday. We'll get to some big ones today as well. Uh, a lot of NFL today. We look forward to week 17. Quarterback changes, injuries around the NFL. We'll get to all that. We start, though, quickly with uh, what the historic performance by Luka. I mean, what a ridiculous game last night by Luka Doncic as the Mavericks came back. Tra- I mean, they were trailing by nine points, Joe, with 35 seconds to go. There's two parts of last night, right? It's historic game. Luka put up a 60 60- 21-10 line. Never done before in NBA history. Like, when you see a line that Will Chamberlain never did, you know no one ever did it because he's always the guy that has those ridiculous lines. Never happened before. And they came back from that deficit. What what a remarkable uh, performance last night by Luka against the Knicks. Pain for Knicks fans, I will always sign up for. Like, we're not doing... Was it like a year ago at this time where they're doing the stupid dancing in the streets after a regular season? A year and a half? Where- yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is not this because it's something we haven't seen before, but this is kind of what Luca has to do if they want to do anything in the playoffs because of the the lack of uh talent that they've surrounded him with. It's it, it always feels like okay, we got to get Luca too, we got to get Luca too, and then they kind of get a me- mediocre player that they're hoping can turn into something. I mean, Luca's an unbelievable player, he's gonna win the MVP, but it's just there, it always feels like they're going to be one and done right now. Yeah. And and because of Luca, because of the upside there, we'll talk them up. And um, they just – they don't have enough depth yet. But, I mean, he's he's a remarkable talent. And he's – it feels like over the last few years he's taken everything more seriously. Whether we're talking yeah. about as a leader instead of some of the guard, you know, just coming into the season – in shape, and it's paying off early on in the season. We would not have seen a performance like this, uh, like we're seeing in November and December, a few years back. I agree. Yeah, I, I do think there are players short. I mean, they made the Western Conference Finals last year, but they lost Jalen Brunson, ironically, to the Knicks, who they beat last night. They feel a player <laughs> short of, of a championship team, uh, but he is fun to watch. How about this, just quickly, and then we got a lot of football to talk about. I was last night for, for just randomly, I was looking at the uh, MVP odds in the NBA just to see where everyone yeah. was after Christmas, right? And I noticed yesterday, 
that Luka had been jumped by Jokic. It was Tatum, Giannis, Jokic mm-hmm. yesterday morning. It's rare you see this, Joe. One game, not a marquee game, right? Not like a, a Sunday afternoon where one game will change. Someone will jump someone like that. And Luka t- this morning has jumped back up to third. Uh, in some books ahead of Jokic, some books tied with Jokic. But he kind of fell down a little bit. But I guess some people saw last night and said, nah, I'm jumping back on this. And, at, at Luca uh, after his game last night. So 60, 21, and 10. Ridiculous performance for him last night. We also do had some college football last night, including games mm-hmm. we talked about. How about Wisconsin? They win. They cover the three and a half, 24 to 17 over Oklahoma State. Uh, it, the game kind of went the way I think we thought it would be closer. Yeah. Um, but we kind of just trusted the Wisconsin team a little bit more in that game. Yeah, I, they had control, I'd say, throughout. Yeah. After they went down early, uh, they took over the game. It was 24-7 to 7 entering the fourth quarter. And, and what we addressed yesterday, it w- and it was strange to watch. Why? If Luke Fickle's not the head coach, I know he is, but he isn't yesterday. Why is he doing the, the interview going into halftime? It was very so weird. weird. <laughs> it was so, and like, I, but I was interested in what he had to say because he's like, He's an observer, but he's not an observer, and he's trying to get the players hyped up. And you know, he's talking about the mentality that they have to have at halftime. But he's not really the coach. Yeah, it, it was a very strange situation. But we talked about motivation, and uh, all of the players at Okie State was missing. Uh, we felt that there was a strong advantage. Didn't love laying that hook, but that one ended up getting home. And as we got closer to kickoff. Uh, that that was bumping up. I know those numbers don't mean as much, but it got to four. I believe it closed at four and a half. Uh, the total went under uh, 44 in the hook. But uh, Wisconsin able to take care of business. It, it's always a lead with all of these bowl games, opt-outs, transfer portal, and it certainly came into play la- late last night. Yeah, it did. Um, and then we also had East Carolina Coastal. And that one – I mean, that's that we talked about that a lot yesterday with the quarterback situation, right? McCall in that game, right? And how that mm-hmm. was kind of leading us to think about the game and and the scoring in that game. But but how about that one? I mean, how about where we got with that one? And he, it looked like he was banged up. And then you're you're watching that game, and we still flew over. Was it fifty three twenty nine last night? Was the final? Yep. Flew over. Yep. Yeah, and we got into the eighties, but the total. You know, they were pretty much on it because it yeah. was uh, one of the higher totals of the day, one of the higher totals that we're going to see, uh, 67 and the hook. So that one goes over. I, I felt like Coastal was going to hang around, but then East Carolina just ends up pulling away in the end. And then one of the other higher totals, uh, the first game of the day was a super high total, high 60s with uh, Buffalo Georgia Southern, and that, like, never even came close, close to uh, – to get in the over there. So it was interesting. Uh, yesterday's bowl games, the unders uh, have it. They go three and one on the day. And then the two dogs that covered, uh, both of them ended up winning outright in Buffalo was six and a half point dog. They win Memphis, a 10 and a half point dog, and they end up winning. And, and the two favorites that won, they, they cover the point spread there. Yeah. And then the other big news of college football yesterday, it's funny. We, we talked about yesterday, how the bowls have been overshadowed a little bit by the transfer portal, right? We don't know who's playing, who's not, who's in, who's out. How about the news yesterday? I mean, Notre Dame's not playing until what, Friday, I believe it is, against South Carolina? Like, they're, they're not, like, they weren't top of mind for us yesterday. I didn't expect Notre Dame to be top of mind this morning. They're getting themselves a quarterback. Sam Hartman transferring from oh, Wake Forest, man. and he is a legitimate 
star college quarterback. I mean, that's mm-hmm. – is that the one thing Notre Dame or one of the biggest things Notre Dame was missing all year was quarterback play? That should change next I mean, year with Hartman. <laughs> Notre Dame's been missing a quarterback for decades. Oh, and yeah. they have guys that get, get the hype because they're with the Irish, but absolutely. I mean, I was getting asked about this by uh, the father-in-law during Christmas about – this uh, this Hartman guy, if Notre Dame's really going to land him, I'm like, well, if they end up getting Hartman, I mean, you want to talk, this is an ultimate upgrade. I mean, t- seriously, I-, I didn't think I was being hyperbolic during the Notre Dame season. I was, I was, me and Horvey were like, you know, Drew Pine might be the worst D1 starter in the nation. I mean, seriously, that's how bad he is. And they, it's a, an offensive line factory. It's a tight end factory, mm-hmm. right? Uh, from time to time, they get some uh, prolific wide receivers that we see producing in the NFL. They usually have a strong defense. That's Freeman's side. Like that, they're they're going to be just fine there. And they're always a quarterback away. And they didn't have, you know, even an average quarterback. They had way below average in, in Drew Pine. With Hartman, my goodness. I mean, I don't know how long he's going to be there. But, man, that changes the entire trajectory of the Notre Dame seasons next year. As long as he can stay healthy, like now you've got a real dude. They were hanging around games uh, just because everything else was pretty strong, maybe against some teams they shouldn't have. But uh, now you have an actual professional quarterback, so uh, almost professional. So it kind of is now anyways. With the NIL, it kind of is professional. But, yeah, I mean, when you're, you're getting paid yeah. money to play, you're, you're a pro. Yeah, so it's a big deal for Notre Dame, and, and that'll be a big storyline as we head into next season. we got more bowls to get to later. But, Joe, we also have the NFL here uh, heading to Week 17. We have some injury thoughts. We have news, including a quarterback switch with a team currently in the postseason. So the, And I don't think we're surprised after the way Sunday played out because they took him out of the game. They took Taylor Heineke out of the game. The commanders have announced – that Carson Wentz is back in as a starting quarterback starting this Sunday against the Browns. Uh, if the Commanders win their final two games, they're in. I mean, they're in playoff position right now, but if they slip up, uh, they could be taken over by, you know, whoever, the Lions or the Seahawks or the Packers. And now they go back to Wentz, home against the Browns, where I believe they are one-and-a-half-point favorites, uh, one-and-a-half-two mm-hmm. as of this morning. And then they'll play the Cowboys in the final week of the season you know, it feels to me, Joe, like the Cowboys will have their season decided after this game, right? I think we'll, I think we'll know by the end of the weekend if the Cowboys are still playing for the one seed in the division, right? If the Eagles slip up again, then the Cowboys probably are playing for something. If the Eagles win, I don't expect the Cowboys to play their starters in week 18. So this is the week mm-hmm. for Washington. This is it because they, they could have a freebie next week against the Cowboys. This is the one – and they're going with Carson Wentz. And quite frankly, I, I, I'm surprised because I thought for the most part they, really? they've had a good mojo with Heineke. And, and Wentz called off the bench. I, I, now, I'm not shocked based on Sunday because they put Wentz back in. But if you told me this a week ago, I would have said, what? They're going back to Wentz? It's, it, that would have surprised me a week ago. See, I'm, I'm not surprised. I think Heineke has not been playing like, like the hype. You know, it has not been justified with his play of late. Look at the offensive numbers, what they have not been doing. I, I, I don't mind it. I'm not saying it's going to help them in the end, but we live in the point spread world. Look at that. Like the look ahead versus where we are right now, there's no difference. There's n- the betting market is saying there's yep. no difference between Wentz and Heineke, and I actually agree with that. Now you get the higher variance uh, with Wentz 
the floor is higher, I would say, with Heineke, but the ceiling is not as high with Heineke. Like we, we could talk up, oh, what he is against the spread, blah, blah, blah. You have eyeballs. He's not a great quarterback. He's not. Right. And he, they were not winning because of him. What I find interesting about this specific matchup uh, with Cleveland is, okay, now Watson has a full month under his belt. And the numbers are not good. Two touchdowns, three interceptions, quarterback rating 69, QBR 37, right? But he also has had multiple weather games. So how much is it Watson's bad? Browns have a lot to worry about going into the offseason. Only two more games. To, to get into this offense and see how he can produce. It, I find it interesting with the Browns. They're hard to, to get a gauge on because we know all year defensively, they can't stop the run. They're, you know, at the bottom there. But if you look at the last six weeks, their defense has really turned it around. I, I know they're not playing the best offenses around, but the numbers look pretty good. So, you know, the Browns are not going to be in the playoffs, but I find it interesting how their season is going to finish up here. Yeah, I um, I like the Browns getting a couple points on, on Sunday against the was, Commanders. Oh, surprise. Yes. How about this? <laughs> also, there's also a streak on the line over the next two weeks. So Wentz's teams, right, Eagles, Colts, Commanders, have gone yeah. under their win total every year since 2018. Can he break the streak? They're, they're, I believe their win total is eight and a half. Was it eight and a half? How many starts? Well, that's played in a couple months. But that's part of the <laughs> equation, right? He's not healthy enough to help his right. team. His team's not good enough, or they don't. They don't oh, he was healthy. Oh, well, he was healthy. He was bench. Yeah, about three weeks. Yeah, right. We stunk, right? Yeah. So that's part of it. Um, uh, so that's that's down in, in Washington. The other thing this morning, I think, is a little bit interesting, Joe. It's not breaking news, but it's it's some clarity. Uh, Dan Graziano, ESPN. You know, him and Jerry Fowler put out like the buzz every week. They're hearing unlikely we see Jalen Hurts this week again. So it looks like it's going to be Minshew. At least that's what, you know, ESPN insiders are hearing. We don't got any, no confirmation from the Eagles yet. But um, Graziano reported this morning, I'd be surprised who plays this week. Um, there was no consideration last week actually playing him. And the impression they get is they're going to have Hurts back before their first playoff game, but they still aren't sure about the extent to which the injury will affect him once he does return. So it, it sounds like we're trending towards Minshew again this week against the uh, New Orleans Saints. Okay, so we're at seven. What, do you, we, we were there yesterday. So do you think the seven is, uh, was a Minshew line or a Hertz line? I think it's a Minshew line. What's a Hertz line then? Is past 10? I think so. It's got to be. Okay. I'm a little surprised. Uh, I, I know I don't know the severity of the injury. It's all about the health and it's, it's been p- picture for them, but I figured that they would want to handle the saints, wrap that up, sits a week, sits another week. Like I, I thought if there's any, so that must mean he has no, he's not really all that close. Cause if you're the Eagles, you want to wrap the division up, let's get the one. And then also let's ensure that we beat the saints. So that draft pick is even better for us that we own of theirs. I, there's a lot of interesting things coming into play with this game. And and now I, I wonder if Lane Johnson being out for the rest of the regular season has anything to do with this decision. Yeah, and I wonder if today he could get worse, right? He could go from a grade one sprain to a grade two, right? If they can make this thing worse yeah. for the playoffs, so they're going to be cautious. We shall see if Hurts plays, but it sounds like he might not. NFL power rankings, who are the top five teams in pro football right now 
especially with all these injuries to the Eagles. We'll discuss it next right here on the Beck UL Network.